Do you think you pay too much in taxes in Northeast Ohio? Our regional chamber of commerce thinks you do. How's that sound for a start to the wake up, the daily briefing from Cleveland.com? The Greater Cleveland Partnership will change its approach to endorsing taxes on the ballot as it seeks to reduce how quickly taxes in Northeast Ohio are rising. The Regional Chamber of Commerce has for years endorsed most of the taxes that have been proposed, but a study it commissioned earlier this year has scared the Chamber's members. Our taxes have been going up and fast. In the past, the Chamber considered each tax increase in a vacuum, with no regard to the overall tax bill. Starting now, the Chamber will weigh the merits of proposed tax increases against the overall tax implication for the taxpayer. The partnership's leaders say they are not abandoning worthy tax efforts, but taxpayers don't pay these taxes individually, and the Chamber wants to consider all of the taxes we face when it considers adding to them. I should note that the Chamber declined to say which taxes it has endorsed in the past would not have made the cut under the new standard. It's not every day we have a story about a multi-million dollar pyramid scheme involving cheese puffs. Two men were sentenced Wednesday in Cuyahoga County Court in a scheme where they took the life savings of a dozen Northeast Ohio victims for a snack food business called Flava Puff. The guy who ran it Rick Stanley St. George used the money he collected to live in a 6,500-square-foot Beverly Hills villa with his wife, a professional wrestler and actress who twice hosted something called the Lingerie Bowl. St. George and his protege pleaded guilty to 10 felony counts each of selling fake securities into Flava Puff. The two did not get jail time, though. The judge ordered them to pay $200,000 in restitution, a small sum compared to what they swindled, and sentenced them to probation so that they could work to come up with the money that they now owe. Flavapuff closed down abruptly in 2018. A company that lists a former Cleveland City Councilman as one of two partners owes more than $100,000 in delinquent property taxes and unpaid utility bills. The unpaid bills are tied to nine properties owned by Ohio Erie Properties, which lists John E. Barnes Sr. and Barnes' wife as the only partners. Barnes served on city council from 1972 to 1989. One of those properties is the vacant house where four people, including a pregnant woman, were found shot to death last month. That house was in arrears for nearly $31,000. Barnes declined to comment about the bills to Cleveland.com, saying they were a private matter. Property taxes for the 2018 tax year should have been paid by July 2019, yet the nine Ohio Erie parcels still had unpaid balances as of Tuesday, and some properties also owed water and sewer charges. A tenth property owned by Ohio Erie Properties had a delinquent balance that was brought current with payments this year. The editorial board of Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer has called on First Energy Solutions to do the right thing and disavow the harassment and other tactics being used to interfere with a petition drive to overturn a state bailout of the utility's nuclear plants. The state legislature passed a bill this year to force Ohioans to give First Energy Solutions $900 million to prop up two increasingly obsolete nuclear plants. 
Opponents launched a petition drive so that voters could have a say. But as people collect signatures for those petitions, they are harassed and blocked by supporters of the bailout. Attorney General Dave Yost has told the petition blockers to knock it off or face criminal charges. Those blockers are being paid by a group that is not required to identify where their money comes from. Since First Energy Solutions is the main beneficiary of the bailout, the editorial board says it should stand up and publicly state it opposes the dirty tactics being used on its behalf. The journalists of Cleveland.com will be talking about those dirty tactics later today on This Week in the CLE. That's the weekly analysis and discussion of the week's news by the people who bring you that news. Check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up. I'm Chris Quinn, and we'll be back tomorrow with another edition.